Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, December 7th, 2023. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and today we pulled Almost Rosie. Five, four, three, two, one. It's the final countdown. <laughs> oh, move, move, move. I have one of our favorites here in the Drive All Night Studios. It is Michael Carley. Hi, Michael Carley. Hi, hi, Eve. Hi, everyone. I thought it only appropriate for you to make one appearance and one appearance only on Never Shut Up. So we <laughs> yeah. decided to do it on my farewell tour. I'm really, I'm really honored. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We pulled Almost Rosie and rumor on the street is that you have an interesting history with this song. Yeah, so I... I came to my my real serious Tory period and education in Tory came in like my mid 20s. But when I was in high school, I knew of her and I had, you know, I was somebody who wasn't listening to her albums, mm. but I had stray songs mm-hmm. that made it onto a CD in my car. I went to see her for the first time when I was a senior in high school and it was right. It was the um, abnormally attracted to Sin tour. Mm. So, American Doll Posse, and at least when I first found Tori, was her newest album. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it was, but I had, I remember hearing Big Wheel and Bouncing Off Clouds in the in the radio in Boston. Mm-hmm. But somehow I found Almost Rosie, and I always hung on to it. And so for like at least five or six or seven years or whatever, how long it took before from knowing Tori to actually knowing American Doll Posse and all of her work, I was listening to Almost Rosie is like a standalone one-off. Yeah. And so I, I've, I've, I've like had a really long relationship with it, much longer relationship than like even the, like some of her most important music, which I did to me at least, which I didn't wow. until later. So there's some, there is some kind of cosmic link to Almost Rosie, and I'm not surprised to have learned it was pulled from the Toracle for my appearance today. Wow. Well, I'm surprised. The bag always knows, but it, I it always knows. Yeah, that's wild. So, what do you? What is it about this song that you still hold? Like, what do you connect with in this song? Did you first of all? Did you connect with Big Wheel and Bouncing Off Clouds? Yes, but as bangers, and I think the three are kind of bangers. Like, yeah, they're bangers. They're bangers. <laughs> they're bangers for sure. And, you know, I was always listening in my car and singing. I find like Almost Rosie to be one of the most fun sing-alongs. Mm. It's got, like, it's big and long. How many verses? Four? 400. 430. 400? 400 verses. Yeah. It's like, a, it is a picaresque novel in that song. That song yeah, is but, long. But it really um, sustains that interest. I agree. In, yeah. So I don't know. And it's funny also because I just had it in my car on a burn CD and I wasn't really investigating or listening to it, listening to it closely. I had a lot of mistakes in the lyrics that I didn't correct until later Um, a big one being the subsidize my wild side yeah what do you think she was saying no no that it's like what's the lead into that i'm blanking hold up um the lead into that is then i tried once to comply with an authority authority that would would subsidize subsidize my wild side so i've always had that perfect and, and loved that and i thought that the line was 
but this whole tune was sacrificed and i actually oh. think it's kind of better so she you know. <laughs> but yeah but this whole tune was sacrificed um, for the reference it's this altar but this yeah, altar this alt- yeah but but at this, this altar whole- was sacrificed. yeah yeah okay yeah so didn't know about that that really surprised me and i i sober with the witching hour mm. i don't know what i thought that was but i didn't know i didn't i never heard it as sober Maybe sober like Kim Petrus. Yeah. <laughs> sober. Yeah. So this is this is all to say that it was banger status first before Damn. closely investigated. And I'm. I mean, I need to jump forward X years into the future to the American Doll Posse season, where mm-hmm. you really give me a sense of like what's up with Isabel, because you know, I I, I don't <laughs> I don't really. I don't really know. I can't slot this song into like who she is or who any of them are really. Well, Isabel, yeah, this song, this song is a little less political than her other songs, right? Although I have to say this song, I always associate with Kathleen Patron and Mm. she loves this song. And I I was on board with Kathleen's love of this song. Mm. Um, I just never found it. It never, I never connected with it necessarily with the song, like in that way. I liked it, but I found it to be like a lot of verses, which I was like, okay, one day I'll unpack this and one day like I'll dive into like the story because it really is like there's an act one and act two, there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. So then she performed it in Chicago in 2017 solo, you know, it was the, it was the Native Invader tour and she did it alone at the piano and the organ. And at the end when she was, screaming when is enough enough mm-hmm. it was like I, I suddenly realized like this is all about like our current political state our cur- like everything like what um, what we can be what how much can you put someone through and like how much can you put someone through before they can no longer pretend that it's that we're rosy that everything's fine so it really took on a, a big political meaning for me on that tour and then that specific performance so I can I could probably make a case for it when when we get to 2007 of why it's an Isabel song. So that's my thought. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that is a great read. I, I I feel that. What do you think we can take into our day? Now, I'm trying to absorb what you said that it was like a it was like the first banger, the original banger. <laughs> um and trying to figure out what can we take into our day. There's something about it where like the rose-colored glasses uh or the rose-colored tint is often said of someone kind of derisively or or mockingly, mm-hmm. uh, like you're like you're kind of delusional, you're ignorant, yeah. you're choosing yeah. to turn away from the truth and like looking for this thing that can only superficially make you happy. But that's not what the directive in the song is is asking for. It's actually saying like you know you you kind of need to fake it sometimes, yeah. like put them to the test. Like, yeah, faking yourself into a kind of Uh, happiness or or satisfaction can actually be a productive exit from let's say like sadness or depression sometimes like if if you're talking to a a friend who's depressed sometimes what you want to say is like i know you can't be happy right now so you need to just fake it you need to like fake fake these motions of happiness you need to get up and like take a walk and it's gonna suck and you you'll hate it, whatever. But like two weeks later, you'll look back and say, like, okay, actually like just putting in the time to get out of this. I don't know. I'm not being so articulate about that, but I'm thinking a lot about sometimes the necessity of needing to look at the world positively, like the the necessity in one's life to ignore the the shitty hard thing and chin up. 
No, I think that's really, I th actually think that's really wise. Like it, it's different than toxic positivity where you're faking everything is okay, even in the face of knowing that it's not. But sometimes you do have to grab yourself by the scruff of the neck and make yourself go outside. Like you have to make yourself fake a fucking smile. Otherwise, yeah. you know, like get out yeah. of, get out of the muck. You know, and there's you a won't, Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say you won't feel fine, but you'll feel almost almost fine. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you can yeah. fake yourself into it. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. There's a saying I heard it on TikTok. It was if wait, what was it? If you're sad, you need to exercise. If you think everyone hates you, take a nap. And if you think you hate everyone, eat a sandwich. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And I think like you there's ways to pull yourself out of that, like real deep, dark despair. And if you look around there is a lot to be in despair about. If you just open your eyes and look at the world around you, of course, like, how can we survive? If we mm -hmm. really think about it, how can we survive? And like, if you even go to the bigger picture, we operate on a human level, knowing that we're going to die. We know that death can take us at any moment, but we still go outside and live our lives. Like we can't, you know, like we're, we're unique in that way. So I don't know. I think you can do it. I think we can make ourselves happy today. Yes, yes. Yeah, because you could still make something of this day. It's not if you're sad, though. When are you coming back to L.A.? Are you ever coming back to L.A.? This was a question. Yeah, I might. Yeah, yeah, I I might. Uh -huh. I know, no, like, actually might. My boyfriend wants to move back. He, he's sort of threatening to move back. So To L.A.? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. But no, that's a ways away. I mean, I'm, I'm in Iowa at least until May when I graduate. 2024? Then, yeah, coming up. Yeah, coming up. Uh, it's actually real close. It really is close. So I'll be there until May and then, um, yeah, either come to New York. But I'm sure I'll be in Los Angeles a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you moved, when you left to Iowa, I said, are you for sure coming back after? And you're like, oh, for sure, 100 <laughs> percent. And then every time we talked, we've talked since it's been like, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I'll probably just come back, you know, every so often. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I know. Well, I fell in love and it's like, it's this. Is well, weird. how can I be almost rosy to hear that you're not coming back? Well, Macy Rodman has a new album coming out soon. So. Oh, we're. Yeah. Her. She's turning them out. I know. And it's really, I'm assuming it's going to be amazing. I just operate on pure faith because I know it will be. Yeah, they've kind of been like just getting better and better. I know. She's amazing. Oh, my God. Should I do a daily Macy Rodman podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, anyway. So I pulled a Prism Oracle card because I want to know how to feel, <laughs> how to feel today. And okay. this can maybe guide us for the rest of our day. And I haven't turned it over yet, but now I'm turning it over. And it is, <gasps> it's isolation. And mm. it's in the white family of cards. And let's look at what the card deck has to say. Ready? Yeah. Being isolated can feel lonely, but it can also be tremendously healing. When you're feeling secluded, it can be a time to learn more about yourself, to dive down deep into the pants, into the parts, <laughs> to dive down deep into the parts of yourself that you can't reach when you're around others and learn the importance of some alone time. Give yourself the chance to heal and to rediscover yourself. Oh, that's profound advice. Yeah, that is. That's also, you know, it's kind of making lemonade out of lemons or whatever it's sort yeah, of like, yeah yeah which is where we are at with the song uh, yeah for sure and when i'm gone from this show i know you'll still be listening to rose but you'll still probably be devastated because you're gonna miss my daily dulcet tones so i've pulled this book down off my shelf called Fourteen Thousand things to be happy about and i want to redirect your sadness thank you <laughs> i want to help you feel almost rosy so i'm thumbing through this book you tell me when to stop and i'm thumbing now Tentacles of Endless Want. <laughs> the Tentacles of Endless Want. It's like, press your luck. No yeah. whammies, no whammies, no whammies, want. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, here we go. Now, left or right? Oh, right. Okay, and I'm sliding my man finger <laughs> up and down this page until you tell me when to stop. When is enough enough? Enough. <laughs> okay, wow. So whenever you're sad and you miss me, I just want you to think about being soothed when awakened from a bad dream at 3 a.m. and then you'll be happy again. Oh, yeah. Think about the moment at 3 a.m. when you're soothed after waking up from a bad dream. I have such a, I have like a really deep memory that I've never lost of being in Bermuda with my family. Um, My sister and I were like sharing a bed and I woke up from, I don't remember what it was, but like, I was just screaming, I guess. And she, she was like, but all I remember is like her kind of saying, it's okay. It's okay. In the middle of the night. It's very nice. Well, she's like, I'll think of that. That does, that makes me happy. Put those rose colored glasses to the test. Well, Michael Carley. This has been an exciting day to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank when will we talk again? Um, oh, God, soon, I hope. I hope so. God, is there any songs in our future? Are there? You know what? Don't watch. This is not the place to come out and say this, but I don't have much of a relationship with strange little girls. So I'm <gasps> looking, looking, forward to this, <laughs> looking forward to the season to like really get me in there in a big way. Um, you heard it here first, people. <laughs> So I don't think there's like, I I don't think there's like a strange little girl song. (laughs) Well, fine. What else is coming up? Um, Scarlet's Walk. (laughs) The rest of Little Earthquakes B-Sides. That's Those both excite me very much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll call you up for Mary. Mary. Okay. Oh, Michael Carly, where can people follow you? Are you still on Instagram? I don't have anything right now. Good for you. You need to write this novel so you can get back to us. Get back to your people. Yes, yes, it is. Okay. Don't follow Michael because he doesn't want you to. And that's just how it is. (laughs) Everybody have a wonderful day. Here is a wonderful live version of Almost Rosie from 2017 Chicago, the show we were just talking about. Bye, Michael. Bye. Bye.
not footballers that are rich, but will confide in small white sticks. He passes the Virginia slim. Then I tried once to comply with an authority that would subsidize my wild side. But in this old do a sacrifice, yes, you can laugh at them for telling a bride's dress now married to the effortlessness of the cracks that lie now in between the facts.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. <laughs>